Alrighty, the record button has been pressed, and so we are starting a new podcast today. Um, so everybody, open your mind and join me with Finding the Flow with Joel Franklin. Our special guest today is Katie Schmidlin, Sarah's sister, my wife Sarah's sister. Uh, she's in Vermont, she's an art therapist. And she just got married, so there's plenty to talk about there. All right, let's get back to our regular. So, uh, um, today, um, uh, I, I think I kind of wanted to get a little introspective, um, look into inward in myself, uh, trying to find the flow like always. Um, sometimes easier than others. I think... Uh, I think when your mind is full of, of things, it's harder to get to that place. When your mind is so full of, uh, I don't know, your day-to-day stuff, you know, it's a little little too much of that day-to-day drawl that, that's keeping you down. So, uh, so I got a little bit of that, this, this feeling right now. I think, I think what's happening is the high of, of starting this podcast, which has been just a blast, um, having a chance to just, just talk to the world or at least talk to two or three people <laughs> um is is fun um i just i just heard that you heard that i think that was a big truck i'm actually in the um the the house right now the, the windows are open because it's goddamn hot uh maybe that's part of why i'm feeling so i'm i'm not feeling 100 percent uh or I, I don't really even know. So so let let's start searching down this. So so um, I kind of like like you know. So we got up the high of, of those other podcasts, and now now I'm starting to get this feeling of of just kind of. I mean it it's still fun. Um, uh, I, I by the way I haven't haven't really explained before, but I think I think I found my routine. My routine is that I got um, Tuesdays and Saturdays off, so so my Monday nights and Friday nights are a nice night to have a have an interview and a podcast, and um, I, I've been finding it really fun. I I, I think about it a, a lot, and uh, and I have fun during the week listening to people's podcasts as they come up. Uh, I heard uh, Chris's new one that showed up Monday, um, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, he, he had a lot of nice things to say about everybody's podcast. It, it was it was nice to hear from him. I think he's probably going to be doing a, a once a week thing. But but either way, so so I, I got I think I'm going to do twice a week. We'll see how it goes. But I, I think twice a week will be will will be doable with me. I I, I don't really know, but um uh, we'll see. I li- I like it. So, um, so yeah, coming down the high, it's starting to make me f- uh, feel this um. Like starting to look towards my, the kind of, the other side, the if you would call the depressive, count counter to my manic episode. Maybe maybe my other episodes were a little manic, and now I'm starting to get towards that little bit more uh, depressive, maybe maybe even a little paranoid place that I go to a lot, and that place is a place of um, really a, a lot. You hear those birds? I I think I like it. The birds are a nice, nice addition. Um, it's a place where I'm, I, I'm always second guessing myself. Um, I'm, I'm reading into to things that people say. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm getting paranoid that uh, that you know 
whatever that 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 like like I'm just uh, just an idiot that everyone puts up with kind of deal and uh, you know I know a lot of that's just the the negative juices the 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 sort of things that you get when you have depression just just uh, happening sometimes sometimes all you need to do is t- have some sleep or, 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 or you know you just haven't had enough sleep um, I don't know how many times at night I've, I've just felt terrible and then by the, if you just just get through that night and, and wake up the next morning you'll be fine but either way it's it's not easy and uh, you know and 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 I think um, I think I'm starting to tap into or I mean I'm not tap but I, but I'm, I'm starting to approach a little bit of what Scott was talking about which was um, I think in his third podcast he got a little bit about it. now I it, it's hard it's hard because um, podcasts are just it's it's like like I said it's like a conversation it feels like you're there but then the other half of it is that it's also like completely one-sided when you're listening to it and so so there's so many things you want to just talk about what they say that's that's why that one time I took notes on it but it's so hard to remember half the shit that they said you know um so I I just I think I got the gist that that Scott was kind of having a little bit of a a downtime uh I mean I'm or I mean a little less less um uh, energetic as before and he was talking a little bit about his depression he, he, he hinted in most of his episodes about how art is like a is like an emotional struggle and most uh, creative types tend to be going through this the struggle and and that's really where art comes from and so that's like the the, the counterbalance to to art is that um, for for forever all all the good things that come out of it also comes this pain and struggle that's constantly happening and maybe and maybe that's maybe that's depression yeah i mean i think he was saying he had a little and uh i think i got my fair share too so um you know and also i'm i'm sure you guys i mean everybody know i mean i'm i'm not just stupid or anything i mean i know that i'm not exactly the uh not exactly a normal, you know, person. What do you call it? A, a, a atypical or a, a typical person? I'm more of an atypical person. I think I have like kind of uh, um, bordering on the autistic, uh, maybe, maybe Aspergerish kind of tendencies. Um, though I know I'm I'm not. I I I kind of joked with my siblings because because my dad he believes that he has Aspergers. And my dad is kind of nuts. He he's super smart, but he's also got this this kind of social like um, social things that that really really he's clueless about. And I think that I've uh, inherited a little bit of that too. Um, you know what you gonna do. Uh, so so I I joked to my siblings about that that you know we we we're not autistic but we were raised by an autistic dad <laughs> so you know so we get basically and and then we were also out in the country there were seven kids and and we were just in our own little bubble and so i think you know i've slowly been kind of uh uh getting getting to uh, understand the outside social world but there's a lot of it also that i i think is bullshit that i don't care about and uh and so, so that basically what makes me me, like kind of Chris. Chris said, uh, you know, uh, when he's talking about my podcast, you know, Joel's doing Joel's thing, you know, whatever that is. I, I you know, I'm still trying to figure out what that is. 
um, you know, I think a little, I, I got, I think partial part of it is that, you know, there's a few filters that maybe I, I don't, don't, uh, have like social filters or, or filters of, of like, you know, just maybe I go off on verbal diarrhea and, and I lose people in, in that, or I bore them, or I talk about things that, that are, that, that don't relate. And I don't realize that, but I, I think I'm starting to pick up on it. And I think what would, what, what I would do normally is if I ever picked on some, picked up on someone like, kind of like saying, all right, all right, uh, we're not interested in what you're talking about. Instead of being like, just like in, in a social way, okay, let's, uh, let's just move on. I would usually get angry or I would be like, you know, uh, well, I listened to what you fucking said. Why can't you listen to what I fucking want to say? Um, but, uh, but also I know there's also part of it was that I was the six of seven kids. So, um, when I'm, when you're the six of seven kids, you have a lot of time where you're not able to talk. Uh, you, uh, listen and you spend a lot of time listening. I, I had a long time in my life where I didn't talk to anyone. Um, and that that uh, that makes you a real thinker. I think I, I am a real thinker, but I also uh, made me really like you know want to talk a lot. I mean, I, I was always looking for an opportunity, and uh, and of course, you know, what was I? Just a little kid to all my older siblings, and I had no I had nothing to say. So uh, once once I did uh, bloom to the point where I could say something. Uh, the the cars the, the the whatever you want to call it the race car started and it never stopped and so so I guess I'm <laughs> and I guess when I especially in in, in um, when I was a teenager I think I when I started talking more I started kind of like I was a really like homely like um, like kid like I didn't give a crap about like like my parents always gave us hand-me-down clothes my parents are really poor and I don't think we ever bought clothes. Uh, and so I was always wearing stuff that was too tight or, or, or off fitting. And I, uh, I would, um, I, you know, I was just a big old dork, uh, or a big old, I, I was, I was the kid that everyone picked on. I was the kid that, uh, no one really liked. And then, uh, we moved to, to another school and I went through puberty at the same time. And all of a sudden I cared about what I looked like. And all of a sudden I started talking to people, um, Usually the only people I used to talk to before were were uh, were the teachers or were were, were adults because they were nice to me. But the kids, I just didn't get it. You know, it was it was it was really rough. And uh, then once once I got to be a teenager, I I I started you know being conscious of that shit. And then I started talking. And that's the thing, I didn't know what the the the, the, the rules. You know, I, I I've never really. You know, maybe maybe that's all it is. Maybe I'm just slowly learning the rules. But uh, part of the rules were, you know, um, uh, this is what I w what would happen is people would start talking about something. I want to talk about it too, and then I would but I would wait for everyone to you know get their say in, and then finally I would try to talk about it, and it would be like, well, we already talked about it. It's over. You know, we were talking about that 15 minutes ago. Why, you know, move on. And, uh, or I also had this sort of like, I, I, I have something to say and, uh, I, you know, I get my turn too when really sometimes, you know, maybe you don't know shit about something and, uh, and yeah. So there's also part of me that knows that I, uh, what's in my head is sometimes better than one comes out of my mouth and that can be frustrating too.
So I hope that that gave you a little insight. And so this is a little bit of that churning me that that that's going on all the time. Um, a little bit of, I mean, basically manic, you know, like this this manic uh, uh, energy, um, uh, bringing it forward, and then and then I embarrass myself, and then I beat myself up for the next uh, next few days, you know. And that that's uh, the kind of perpetual life I have, but um, but I got my family, I got my life, I got I got so many things, and I, I you know I I'm, I got a good thing going on here, but uh, it is hard. Um, my job is not very easy, as you probably have heard. Uh, especially in this weather, this is freaking 90s. I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like if we were living in somewhere that that got hotter than this. I just, I do not like the heat. It, it gets me down. But then working in it, it's it's like it's like torture. Um, and I got uh, I got really big big thighs, and uh, and they rub together all the time. That's me flapping together my thighs. Um, I got you know I got to powder them. Um, or and if I don't, man, that 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 gets raw so quickly. And I'm a sweater. I sweat a lot. I'm sweating right now. Uh, I gotta, I gotta trim my my beard because Sarah Sarah's angry about uh, sweat dripping down my mustache and she doesn't want to kiss me anymore. <laughs> but I, I, uh, yeah, I just gotta get that done. <laughs> so yeah, my job, you know, farming, basically, uh, twelve hour day, uh, twelve hour days, uh, five days a week, um, and uh, and I'm working with people like immigrants and Amish that uh, work six days a week and work even harder. So I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a bum, you know. And all the freaking Americans uh, in the farming uh, all all do tractor work. They're all they're all the mechanics and stuff. That's where the Americans have gone. They're they're, they're no longer um, part of the 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 heavy duty labor of these um, factory farms. They. They are doing the uh, jobs where you sit your ass on a tractor and plow up stuff all day, or or um, you know fix up stuff. You know, so I mean, it, there, there's don't get me wrong. There's a lot of work there, but but it's it's definitely not the same. And no, there's no no American that's going to be doing those jobs anymore. It's just just how it is. But I do, I do that job, and uh, and I and it you know and you you wish you could get a little praise, but really uh. You know, the I don't get much, and the people that work with me think that I'm a lazy bum because I take two days off, two days off a week. So isn't that nice? Uh, so, anyways, my my wife knows I work hard. Uh, I think I think my boss kind of does, but also they're a pain in the ass too. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's not easy. But on the other hand, the benefits are hard to beat. Um, I make pretty good money. I, um, we have a house for free, um, gas, electrics, all for free. We have a house right in the farm, so I walk right out of bed, right to the farm. That's nice. I can walk home and, and have breakfast and, and lunch at home. That's nice. Um, but, uh, you know, that's why, you know, I, I just, I'm doing it for the family. I'm, I, it's a great place to raise kids, you know. I feel like this is my this is my sacrifice. Uh, really, what I what I think where I want to be is I want to be and I want to be playing playing music in clubs. I want to be in that scene. I want to be getting better and better. I want to get some live chops. And one of these days I will. 
uh, I, I'm planning on having some interviews with Dan and Scott, and I think uh, I think it'd be it'd be fun to talk about uh, making art with Scott because I think I think you know obviously music making music and and art have a lot of similarities and and there's abstract art as well as abstract music and uh, and and I just you know I, it's 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 totally my thing. Um, though I you know I love playing. I I don't like so much of the recording and and the and uh, sitting down the craft part, you know, they say it's uh, creativity and the craft. The creativity is my my bag. I love the creativity part, and but that's only like you know, a one uh, percent of it. The the rest of it is all the craft, and that's the part. You know, I I I can do it, but I mean, I think I think most of you guys would relate would relate to me. I think most of you guys have worked on on uh, music software and, and recording and everything, and you. You know that it can be a pain to to do all that. So I I uh, I've been doing a lot of loops and stuff, and I I, I enjoy that because loops are easy to make, and then then improvise off that and, and impro- improvisation. That's where I'm finding my flow. That's where I'm opening my mind and getting in the stream of consciousness. Something just like in dreams, something that leads the way without me even doing, without me being there. My brain is not leading the way, and it's faster. It's instant, it's it's gratifying, it's it's amazing, and that that's where I'm. I I, I, I find those experiences in improvisation, mostly. <sighs> so, is it feeling heavy? Was has this been heavy? I hope so. I hope I hope you're feeling with me, or or maybe Joel's just being Joel again, and and uh, you've probably turned it off by now. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I like this. I like I like giving you a taste of, of me, especially I, I think uh, I think Chris has gotten some of this taste of this, but this is something that, that I think is not uh, not something you see that easily. Um, so uh, uh, I have some notes here. Uh, first of all, I wanted to address a little bit of Chris's podcast uh, that his latest one. Um, I wrote some notes down for that. Um, let's see, the knife toaster thing. I think from from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I thought, yeah, that's a great invention. The only thing that I, I wonder about is the last piece that you cut. I mean, because you you cut the toast off, but then uh, you're leaving like a loaf with with a toasted end on it. Now that might be that might be good, but uh, like it might maybe it seals off the bread or something. Um, but, uh, then again, uh, I don't know. I have a feeling that it would kind of ruin that, that next piece of toast that you cut whenever you want to do it. So it's just, just something to think about. Maybe, maybe whenever you use it, you have to slice the whole loaf or whatever and and finish it off. Um, vinegar. My wife has been using vinegar to clean up stuff all the time. Uh, I think Chris was talking about coffee and and cleaning his coffee maker with the vinegar. It It was, it was cute. Uh, uh, and the coffee thing. It seems like everybody's a coffee drinker here. I'm drinking some, some nice spring water right now. Uh, it's earlier in the day. Uh, I'm, I'm usually drinking a beer or, or something, but today I am drinking some good old spring water. We get some spring water right from down the road. It's, it's really nice. Uh, the water in the house isn't, isn't very good to drink from tap. It's like, it's like well water. It's, 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 I don't know. I think it's pretty nasty. Uh, it smelled like sulfur when we first got here, but but now it's 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 it uh, it doesn't smell that bad, but it's still I I want to drink it. So yeah, we have some nice spring water here. It's it's so nice on days like this. 
but yeah, a lot of coffee drinkers here. I do not drink coffee, um, but uh, I respect it. I remember there being some something on The Simpsons or, or, or maybe I don't I don't know some TV show where it said like like basically if you don't drink coffee you probably have a dysfunctional family or something like that. I thought that was funny. Um. Last thing about Chris's thing, I, I love the podcast. He's keeping it up. Uh, uh, Chris has also started to throw in some uh, edited stuff in there, and uh, uh, amazing he, I, I, uh, uh, little thing with his um, uh, cousin. That was awesome. The the yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, the the cousin cousin piece is really good. And actually, for a second there, I almost thought it was a cousin, um, and I was retarded because obviously the name would lead you to think otherwise. But uh, that that's me. I I, uh, I am a naive um, guy, and you can get me pretty good. Uh, so the last thing was uh, Lady Gaga. Um, I don't know any Lady Gaga songs at all. I think I might know. Uh, I've heard of Poker Face uh, because I was I was doing a, a wedding band, and, and they kept on saying pop pop Poker Face, pop pop Poker Face, but I I haven't actually heard the song. Um, but I, I know about that. That's about it. I think uh, some of my guilty pleasure music might be more like something like uh, the Bee Gees, uh, Pete Seeger, Peter Paul and Mary, that sort of stuff. Though I'm not embarrassed about it. Uh, I used to in, in school. I, I was a huge Beatles fan, but uh, that's uh, for some reason um, elementary school and middle school uh, Beatles are not cool. So uh, so that was kind of a guilty pleasure for a while. But now everyone loves the Beatles. Uh, once you get to college, everyone's gone through the tunnel, gone to the other side, and they've realized that the Beatles are awesome. Uh, pretty much. Um, okay. I wrote one other note about uh, Cheese Factory and the Amish. I, I, I don't know. Uh, there is a Cheese Factory down the road, which is really awesome. Uh, has all sorts of varieties of cheeses. Uh, Am Amish communities tend to have... Uh, cheese factories uh, as a place they, they buy a cheese factory but it's run by um americans and or or english people they call them the english uh and uh they they will drop drop their milk off to those places and so yeah it's an awesome shop you you get to all these sorts of cheeses cheese curds uh uh triple triple x cheddar which they make make there which is uh awesome and really reasonably priced um so that's a lot of fun um, and I think you knew that we were an Amish country. Uh, I had an interview with an Amish man. Uh, I figured, I figured that'd be interesting. Um, not many people have been listening to it, so maybe, you know, whatever. I, 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 uh, I, it's probably, it's probably more, more, you know, it's probably, I mean, I probably made a bad, sh bad, bad guess there, but I figured it would be interesting, but I, I you know, it, it, not necessarily. So if you do have any questions, I could get them again, but I'm probably not gonna because it doesn't seem like it's that, that interesting to, to you guys, but it is Amish country here and I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's a real cu cultural, um, cultural experience, uh, and also the immigrants. Um, I'm going to probably have them next, next time I'm going to, going to interview, uh, our immigrants here, talk to them about their, their journey, their experience with being an, uh, immigrant in, in America. Um, so a few things to think about, please, when, uh, or when not do they decide to, uh, do what they do? 
Um, it's kind of annoying. When do they decide to stop you for, for uh, when do they decide to be in that corner to stop you for speeding? When do they not decide? When do they decide to come and raid, raid, uh, raid the immigrants and, and, and everything? And, and when do they not? I mean, I, I, that's actually very specific to the farm. Every once in a while, they will come here and they will put, make a raid and they will, they will try to find all our immigrants and, and get them out. But they do it like once every two years. You know, they do it uh, very randomly. They obviously know there's immigrants here. They obviously know there's immigrants in every single farm, and they just decide to do it whenever, whenever. Uh, that's that's the question. Why? When? I don't know why. When they do it, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty frustrating. It it just kind of kind of goes to show that laws, the the kind of idea of laws and reality, laws are are important, but they're also very much a. Uh, like like kind of like my sister was saying they're they're like a they're they're like a trick they're almost like like a like laws laws are implied but they they're only as powerful as the people make them as long as we 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 respect the laws they they will be powerful but if we don't respect them they won't and so that's that's why it's so weird like the like for instance privacy stuff you know like you you got to have privacy like like you could do you know illegal stuff at home uh like uh smoking some weed or something um and i don't think many people have a problem with it uh but um you know and i don't even think um they they really care but but it's you know the laws are kind of like guidelines you know it's 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 kind of weird how law and then lawyers the way they manipulate laws it's 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 fucked up it's fucked up it's really it, it how can i explain it's like nuanced like laws aren't as as um cut and dry as they are as they should be like we break laws all the time i don't know how many times i've driven around without a seatbelt or or whatnot and uh that's kind of that's kind of our freedom is that we can break laws a little bit you know depending on how serious the laws are um it's kind of like having parents like you, 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 you know, the parents know you're gonna break the rules here and there, but uh, there's some serious ones that that'll be that you'll get you'll get hit down for them. But but uh, for the most part, you know, we're not in a totalitarian state, and uh, that's why we're able to break break little laws here and there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's interesting to me. Um, so the the. Along with this whole depression and manic manic depressive sort of thing, I, I think everyone has a little bit of manic depression. I, I, I think um, when they actually call you a manic depressive, it's probably just the extremes that it goes. I think that's really it. It just matters how extreme it is. And, uh, and, and, and so, um, you know, the more extreme the manic, the probably the more extreme the depression. But uh, also, like I was saying about the podcast, if you just give um an ounce of encouragement like like if i just get an ounce of encouragement I, which i've been looking for from my family from from my friends for so long and, and it's so hard to do it's so hard to get it if i just get a little ounce of encouragement uh, you'd just be surprised how 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 crazy creative how crazy inspired i get how much i do 
you know, and like like I was saying, like like we just had Dan and Scott listening to to the Butt Sex podcast, and and we did twenty twenty one episodes, and we did more. We did more that were lost. Uh, maybe Chris can at some point talk about the lost episodes. That that sucked. I think his his computer. Uh, he sold his computer, and uh, he wasn't able to get the stuff off his hard drive before it was uh, erased. I, I don't, I don't remember. So, so that sucked. Um, but, uh, but, but, but the point is, encouragement is. It's crazy how how much I I will just I just get an ounce of encouragement, and and I'm sent off. Uh, doing what I gotta do but then I then there's that point that lull that 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 uh back and forth that uh that pain of creativity where finally you know you've hit that wall again and and there you are right back to square one not inspired and uh not sure what you want to do not sure what's going to happen and you just get older and older and your life just goes on and on and it's a little bit of growing up I think that's that's part of it too. You know, you want to conquer the world, and little by little, you realize you just want to be to have your own little piece of the world. You wanna you wanna just be um, you just wanna accept that you're something. You know, there's this this whole time of kind of role identity identity crisis. I think I'm still kind of in there. I don't know who I want to be. I can't accept with what, where I'm at, you know, like, like Chris was saying, the grass is always greener. I'm always thinking about where I could be when really I, you know, the way that Sarah talks, my wife, like, uh, my wife, <laughs> I keep on forgetting to do that. I need to do that. Whenever I say my wife, my wife, uh, that seems to be a, a thing still. Um, whenever she, uh, whenever she, what the fuck was I talking about? Nah. It doesn't matter. So on to the next one, uh, viruses uh, nowadays. Have you ever uh, noticed, like, like back in the day when you had a bad virus, it seemed, you know, you pretty much knew. Like it seemed like your computer broke down, uh, it started erasing stuff, it was like crazy. Nowadays it seems like viruses are so sneaky. Like uh, you just you just spend two seconds on a, on a not so good website or, or some pop-up might show up for a second and you gotta probably got a, a virus that's um you know it's it's sneaky it's just hitting there and it's probably just um copying what you're typing or 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 using your webcam and videotaping you or something like that and uh i don't know maybe maybe dan could speak more about that i don't i don't know much about them but uh, it just seems like uh viruses are more sneaky nowadays and uh and it's kind of scary i don't know I, I, a lot of times I'll turn off the internet on my computer just so I, I can feel like um, like safe. <laughs> uh, then um, another thing was uh, drinking songs. Uh, you know, um, there there was a drinking song uh, on. There's a lot of drinking songs on the, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit type thing, J.R.R. Tolkien things. And uh, my brother and I were singing one of the, There is an inn, an old great inn that lives in Overhill. And it was, I think it was the uh, maybe the song that Frodo sang before, before the ring uh, fell in his finger. Uh, but, but, but either way, we need to bring that back. We need drinking songs man 
my brother James and I have been trying to do that now, and uh, and so maybe maybe I'll find one and I'll 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 sing it to you, um, and maybe we can we can make a thing of it. You know, when you're drinking out with people, just start break out in song. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, and last but not least, I wanted to. I was thinking about the flow, and I was thinking about how you know, like pretty much the pinnacle of artists, the creative artists, um, tend you know tend to to be able to tap the flow, the quote unquote flow, the flow that is the title of this podcast. Um, and I was just thinking about Lennon, John Lennon, for instance, and especially comparing him to, for instance, Paul McCartney. Um, I think that's a good example of Paul McCartney. Uh, or a John Lennon who was just so tapped into the flow. I think he he you know and he was he was into the drugs and he uh, I think he got some good parts of uh, good things out of the drugs, but he also obviously had a lot of struggle with it. And uh, he was able to you hone in that flow. He was able to be a, an antenna to it. I mean, you could it was just so obvious. You know, it was spewing out of his, his his inspiration, and yet also that pain that comes with it. I mean, Lennon, his his mom, I think, was like out of his life until he was seven or eight, and then then she she died right in front of him. She got hit by a car, I I, I think, and then I, I, maybe some other people. But but either way, John John's childhood was really marred by some terrible stuff, and and I think that that built his character you know that 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 struggle he he, he was and, and then he put that struggle right right out in front of you when some of his later solo work and it was so good and uh whereas mccartney i mean mccartney had a great voice he was a good writer he was perfect um to work with john you know they they both helped each other um but when once this once it got into the solo career you know Paul, Paul is just kind of, you know, he was a little bit of a, like, he, he didn't, he probably was a little bit more uptight about the drugs, uptight about uh, certain things, and he, he just liked a good old simple love song, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, just like his said in his song, but it just doesn't, it doesn't uh, change me the same, it doesn't, doesn't feel the same, and that, I think that's why Lennon has, um, lived on so well i mean obviously also lennon's kind of a martyr but i mean i mean he lennon like someone was talking about lennon was 40 years old when he got shot and all the shit he did and he took like five year breaks or or something like that i mean and all the shit he did it's ridiculous you know and uh and and mccartney also had a lot of stuff but i mean um just not the same and that that's a real pure example i think i i've i've found all right, so thank you everyone uh, for listening to this first part, and now we're gonna go off to a um, to an interview with Sarah's sister, Katie. Would to God I had died, would 
to God I had died, would to God I had died for thee, O Absalom, my son, my son. All right, I am back, and uh, it has been a day. Um, I ended up having friends over on Friday night, and uh, and then Katie wasn't able to reschedule the interview, so we're going to postpone that. Um, uh, this podcast went about 30, 40 minutes, so that, that's that's pretty good anyways. Um, I got my daughter, Sophia, here, and she says hi. Can you say hi, Sophie? Hi. Yeah, so she's, she's over here, and... Um, She's going to help me finish this one off. So uh, I've had enough time to now listen to Dan's second podcast. Oh, what a cheery one that was. <laughs> um, I have plenty to think about with that. I, I have I have yet to really digest it all. Um, I think I'm, I'm a little, not really emotional. I, I think I, I love it. I love a good, raw, honest um, answer. Um, and I, I appreciate that he listened through the whole whole podcast, though I don't think he might have listened through the whole uh, fifth podcast. But that's that's fine. I mean, I, I I think you know. I mean, I I think that's you you can do whatever you want. I think the first part's really for you guys. The interview is for the interviews are really for me slash um, whoever's really interested. But it, but the interviews are definitely less less of a of, of you know important. All right, so you're going to say bye-bye, Sophie? Bye. All right, so we'll sign each other out and see you later. Oh, yeah. How's that sound, Sophie? Yeah, you like it? Here, say, say, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, ooh, ooh. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. We're really clipping here. Uh, let's turn that down just a hair. Okay, Morgan. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hello. Bye bye. Um, how are you? Knock the door. Yeah. Okay. Say bye bye.